Welcome to John's Tarot. Suspend your disbelief, your rational, analytic mind, just for a minute, just for the length of this podcast. What if all I am about to tell you is the truth? What if the information you will be provided is from a divine source? Just for this time, I am your Axis Mundi. Consider this podcast your channel, your second opinion. When I do a reading, something larger than myself is working through me. So ask what you wish. This is your channel, your doorway to the divine. So welcome to John's Tarot. Welcome to you from New Mexico. Welcome to you from Germany. Stalingrad. And welcome to you from wherever else in the world you may be. I notice I got some listeners. My little podcast seems to be growing. I've got listeners from New Mexico, Germany, Irvine, California, Aliso Viejo, California, Evansville, Illinois. Very cool. Butte, Montana. Very cool. New listeners. Denver, Colorado. Picayne, Mississippi. Very cool. Vancouver, British Columbia. And would you believe it, Ho Chi Minh City, Vietnam. Welcome. Welcome to John's Tarot. I am going to sally forth despite my technical difficulties. I tried to shoot yesterday and I was shut down by the by my camera and technical difficulties. Hopefully I've got the difficulties worked out to a point where I can uh, get through an entire show. Last week I talked about individuation and the fool's journey. And uh, I just want to put it out there that if you are on such a journey, you can look at my podcast from last week. And if you are on such a journey and you need some help or you need an opinion, just let me know and I would be glad to help you. So let me continue with uh, my little show for today. I might just take it. <laughs> I get phone calls from the VA. I got health issues going on. I got technical difficulties. I'm telling you, the Archons are after me today. I got Archonic problems. Oh, it froze up again. So I'm going to talk a little bit about time travel. I can see I don't have a whole lot of listeners, but that's all right. Time travel. Well, they say if you want to move into the future, it's not that difficult. We can move it. There we go. Yawn. It's not that difficult to move into the future. We have the science necessary to be able to do that by engaging in and incorporating Einstein's theory of relativity. I am not an expert on Einstein's theory of relativity. It is a very, very complex thing to talk about. Now. <laughs> yeah, it's a very, very complex thing to talk about. But I'm going to give it my best. In Einstein's theory of relativity, we have distance, speed, time, and gravity are all interrelated. And it works out so that if you were to get a twin and you were blasted off into space and you had a very fast speed and let's say you returned a year later you would actually be younger than your twin your twin would be a little older because of the time variance having to do with gravity speed and distance so they believe they have the mathematical ability the formulas to do time travel into the future Time traveling into the past, they have a lot more difficulty trying to do that. There is an op option of using a black hole. 
And using a black hole, the black hole spins and it creates a time shift so that they would launch launch you in a space shift. You would head towards a black hole. You would circle, you would circle around it. And then hopefully at the end of your orbit around the black hole, you would have a different, you would come out at a different time, possibly a past time. But that is a very difficult thing to do and to calculate. And they don't quite have all that, uh, even with our massive computers, don't have all that ability worked out yet. There's a third option. And that option is a wormhole. Let me show you a little picture, a little professional diagram. So here is our galaxy. It is 100,000 light years across. So it would take you 100,000 light years from one end to the other. Now in a wormhole, you're going to warp time and space, just like this. So now the two points are touching. You, we've warped time and space. And you pass through the top and you come out the bottom of the piece. So what I've done is I bent a piece of paper with two piece, with two dots point uh, on each side and I make them touch together. That's the classic wormhole picture. And then you could travel from one end of the galaxy to the other by warping time and space. That is not going to be an easy proposition. There is a gentleman an astrophysicist who claims that he can do it. He says you you don't you won't need a DeLorean from Back to the Future, but maybe something similar is on the way. Professor Ron Mallett believes he has found the equation to make time travel possible, even if it is highly unlikely to happen in his lifetime. The researcher believes he has finally cracked the code which would enable time travel after he had a revelation while being hospitalized. And let me move to that. Mallet's moment of inspiration came while he was lying in a hospital after suffering a heart condition. It turns out that black holes can create a gravitational field that can lead to the creation of time loops that can allow us to go back in time, he told the Guardian. So we were just talking about black holes. Let's say you have a cup of coffee in front of you. Start stirring the coffee with a spoon. It started to spin, right? That's what a spinning black hole does. In Einstein's theory, space and time are related to each other. That's why it's called space-time. So when black hole spins, it will actually cause time to shift. Mallet would like to create an intense, continuous, rotating beam of light that can create gravity. Unfortunately, he said, it would need galactic amounts of energy and didn't know how big his time machine would have to be to make it work. He is also not sure if or when it will be done, but added, I figured out how to do it. In theory, it's possible. So at the age of 74, Mallet is currently teaching physics at the University of Connecticut. So there is a third way. And that way is using controlled remote viewing. Now, I got this idea from this program called New Thinking Aloud by, with Jeffrey Mishlove. On this episode, he calls it uh, Time Travel with Lois, Lois Williams. And using controlled remote viewing, uh, she gives an example where she has achieved time travel. 
Now, when they do it, time travel with the uh, current mathematics, going into the back, going into the past is very difficult. When you do, when you go into the past with control remote viewing, it's relatively easy. But going into the future is difficult because the future is not fixed. We can take actions today, which will affect the future. So she gives this example of a girl, of a woman she had been giving uh, lessons to on control remote viewing. And uh, she talked about uh, the student putting a target into a sealed envelope. It was a picture of Jane Goodall working with chimpanzees. And a chimpanzee, Jane Goodall was holding one finger of the chimpanzee uh, while feeding the chimpanzee with the other hand. And she was in a, uh, a tent-like structure. It was a, with a table, with a picnic table and a tablecloth. Well, the, the, the woman did the reading, uh, did the control remote viewing sex session, and she gave, apparently gave really good information on, uh, on Jane Goodall, her hair length, her color. Now remember, in the control remote viewing, she doesn't know anything about the target. She is just describing what she's seen in the target. So she's describing Jane Goodall, uh, hair color, uh, that she's holding something rubbery in one hand and a food item in the other hand describe what kind of clothes she was wearing and then she just started describing um uh, she started she's starting to describing what something that she thought was linoleum and she drew a pattern on uh, what she thought the, the linoleum pattern looked like when she initially looked at then after this the session was over she initially looked at the picture you know accurate about hair color accurate about the rubber thing being a chimp's finger accurate about the whole the food item and she was confused about the linoleum it wasn't linoleum she drew the exact picture of the table covering over the picnic bench and the girl said well she thought that was pretty impressive but the picture was taken 50 years earlier so the woman had actually traveled in time and was actually in the space with Jane Goodall, uh, seeing what went on there 50 years ago. So you can actually do time travel with controlled remote viewing. Let's go on and do a picture. I see I have a, uh, do a tarot reading. I see I have a viewer there. Does the viewer have a question? Uh, they would like to ask the tarot. I'll do a free tarot reading for you. Well, let's go ahead and gather the cards and do a, qu do a quick question. Now I always do a... Uh, there we go. I always do a numinous place. Today we're at Stonehenge, and we're going to do some tarot readings from Stonehenge. And um, let me get to a numinous place within myself. I am in that numinous place. What kind of questions could we ask? I have a, well, let's just ask the tarot. How can we effectively use... Now, I also wanted to mention that I had done some readings with tarot to affect looking into the past because there is no time and space when you're talking about tarot and psychic energy. I had done some... Uh, I did a thing last summer on General Custer... And uh, what happened to Custer's last stand and how he felt about it. I've also uh, contacted people from the other side. I've looked at some crime issues and uh, I've gotten some interesting responses from that. If you have a question you'd like to ask, at least I got the chat window open. I got my face down, but the chat window's open. Very frustrating, but I'm going to do the best I can. Uh, oh, let's see, in the past. 
or any question at all, I'm going to go political this week. Even though I should ask a history question. And I want to know, what can we, you know, uh, ex-president Trump is having a lot of problems. Well, he, we're going to go yes and no. Well, will he ultimately face six cards? Yes and no. President Trump also ultimately faced indictment on his other two charges. He's indicted in New York City, but he's got some stuff coming up in Georgia and he's got stuff coming up in Washington, D.C. So, uh, swords, swords and pentacles are no. Cups and wands are yes. Will President Trump face indictment charges on his other indictment on his other two possible cases? First card, Seven of Swords, no. Second card, Eight of Wands, it's a yes. Third card, Three of Wands, that's a yes. So I got two, ye- two yeses and one no. Star, we're going to throw that one out on the Major Arcana. Fourth card, a uh, fifth card is a Two of Wands, so I have... It looks like he is going to face indictment. And the six-card wands. Yeah, he's going to face indictment on these other two charges. Let's go ahead and gather the cards. So if you're listening to this and you would like a free tarot reading, I'm usually on Twitch every Thursday morning. I usually do it on Thursday morning at 10 o'clock California time, Pacific Standard Time. I was shut down because of issues yesterday, but I'm on, I'm on here today. I'm willing to do some free tarot readings. So let's go ahead and do my... Uh, I got to be real tight on schedule. I have a meeting I've got to get to. Let's, let's pick a, a 12-step question. Each week I do a 12-step question. And uh, from a 12-step meeting, a question somebody's asked... And I, this is in the honor of my friend Paul McAvoy. So let's pick a question from the meeting. When and how did you find God? What kind of spiritual experience was it? My first spiritual experience had to do with being a Buddhist. And uh, it was in Nichiren Shoshu Buddhism. And I was uh, introduced to it by a, by a girlfriend and I, I tried it, and uh, I, I think I've told this story before. I was uh, in this place where I was the groundskeeper of this uh, mansion area called a Casa Romantica, and somebody was breaking into the rooms, and they were blaming me for break, breaking into rooms. And I was pretty much a ne'er-do-well. I can understand why they were blaming me for that. And uh, the first thing I prayed for was that the person being breaking into the rooms would get caught well that evening I'm in my little apartment and the cops come to the door and knock on the door and I got the guy in the car they caught the guy breaking into the rooms in the car and they said is he allowed to be here I says no the cop says well he claims he's the groundskeeper I go he is not and they took him away and that is the first time I ever had a prayer answered now currently I'm not a Buddhist I've let that go in the past. And uh, currently I'm more of a Gnostic. And I did have an experience of 
my higher power is Sophia, the goddess of wisdom. And she, Sophia, has been around mankind ever since mankind got to this earth. Certainly, I know that she's been on, been with mankind since biblical times. Uh, King Solomon was uh, in love with wisdom, the goddess of wisdom, Sophia. She was around in Greek times. And I had an experience when I was, I did a uh, ceremony. I was by myself and I did a ceremony and I had an interaction. The goddess Sophia made herself known to me. I didn't know who it was. And I asked, uh, well, what name? I was in, I was by myself in the wilderness and I asked, who, who is this? What, how should I refer to you? And the name came to me, Sophia. And I came back down from the mountain and I looked it up and you could have knocked me over with a feather when I found out I had a, I didn't even have an idea there was such a thing as a goddess of wisdom, Sophia. And she told me several things that night. One of the things she told me was that I could communicate with her through the tarot. So that's what I'm doing. So that was a couple of my spiritual experiences that I'm putting out there for the world. I will definitely uh, have to edit this podcast a little bit, but that, that was my experience. So how can somebody find a spiritual experience? Now, in terms of 12-step, if you find you're that, that you find you, you find that you're not drinking every day, if you find that uh, what happens is people will come to you and they'll say, you're different. You're not the same as you used to be. That is evidence of a spiritual experience because a spiritual experience doesn't necessarily have to be something with an outside influence. Uh, the human body, human beings are made up of three parts. You've got mind, body, and spirit. So mind, certainly mind is that part of you that does the intellectual calculations. Uh, you know, what's right, what's wrong, what's five plus, what's five plus five, and it does those intellectual calculations. Body is your your body, your physical being, and your spirit. Now your spirit, some people would say it's your soul, but I'm going to say spirit is more how do you interact with your environment. You could either be in a in a prison or a palace or a prison. You know, it's all how you perceive it. And that is the aspect of spirit. So when somebody comes to you and then and that reflects itself in how you interact with somebody's going to ask you, well, you're really different. You're, I see that you're uh, behaving different. You're just different somehow. That is because they're detecting that you have changed spiritually and that there could be a spiritual experience. Should you remain sober for a long period of time, that is a spiritual experience. Should your environment start to change because you've changed spiritually and then your environment's going to start to change Oh, I've held a job for over a year. Oh, they gave me a little promotion. Oh, I got a little raise. That could be a spiritual experience. But let's ask, let, let's ask the tarot. How could somebody have a spiritual experience? Just three cards. I've got to get going. First card, page of wands. Second card, Temperance. Third card. Page of Cups. Now, the tarot tends to answer these questions as related to the, the person who wrote it. So the Page of Wands is somebody who is very independent, 
so this guy who wrote I know it was a guy because it was a men's meeting this guy who wrote the, the question is a, was a very independent type and he was he would rather do things on his own than be beholding to any kind of a than be beholding to anybody else for his progress. He would rather he finds his independence, holds his independence in very high regard. The second card was a temperance. So he remember he was at a meeting, and he was being tempered in his sobriety. He's being he's being tested. He's being challenged, and uh, he was. Uh, you could see the temperance card. One foot on the ground, the other foot in the water. It had to do with he needs. He was being very. He is having a spiritual experience, and he's being tempered in that spiritual. That spiritual experience is tempering him emotionally and spiritually, and he is holding his and he is staying grounded. How do you stay grounded while having a spiritual experience? You know, you got one foot in spirituality and another foot on the ground. And then the Page of Cups, the Page of Cups is asking this guy. The Page of Cups is asking this guy to, uh, you know, to, to think about how he can be of use to other people. How can he help other people along the way? And that he is very emotional. He is very, at this period of, period of time, things are up, things are down. And a way to deal with that up and down business is to think of ways to being of, be of service to other people. And if you continue on that path, you will have a spiritual experience. That's what the 12 steps are all about, really. If you work a 12-step program, at the end of working the 12 steps, you will have a numinous experience, as Jung would call it. You would have a, a, an experience of where you set in the universe. Well... For this week. Well, you're welcome. I will continue to work on my video problems as I don't know what's really causing them. So until next week, be careful, be cool, be kind. I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.